Okay, hi everybody. We are back with our semi-annual uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> We're trying to pace ourselves, right, Heidi? I mean, <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on. I, we just have to give ourselves grace and patience, and I love not, that. <laughs> not try to record more than twice a year. That's right. <laughs> We're trying to accumulate topics. Not much is happening, right? So That's you. We're waiting for something to break. Fine. Now we have something we can talk about. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like marriages right now. And I we won't talk about this today. We'll talk about it another time. But don't you do you ever have moments where you're like, wow, I have literally nothing to talk to you about because <laughs> we are never not together. Uh, which is well, fine. It's good in a lot of ways. But like we were sitting around our little fire pit in the front yard the other day, Michael and I, and I- I'm like, I can't think of anything <laughs> to say there's no questions i want to ask you there's no stories i haven't told you and he was like you seem a little melancholy i'm like i'm actually like very happy right now and i have nothing to talk about to that you. is <laughs> so great that is so fun and, so what the awkwardness of a first no date there was no tension like... no resentments nothing i adore him i'm crazy about him we're <laughs> fine a thousand percent fine and i was like dude i have no words to say to you in this moment i've said them all i see what you do you see what i do there are no secrets here yeah (laughs) we're out of words we're out of words uh but anyway that's not the case for our podcast since we only record semi-annually exactly yeah so we have we have words we have words to share here um so we thought that we would talk about um, uh, Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page, right? Um, yep. who is transgender and, um, and made an announcement about this via, I, I saw it on Twitter and Instagram and then yep. kind of all day long yesterday. Yep. Same. I think he wrote an Instagram post and then maybe reshared it on Twitter and it was beautiful. Um, really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Really I could well actually written. probably find it here because I think I've got my Twitter nearby. Um, yeah. It just talked about how he's, you know, ready to publicly announce that he's trans and his pronouns are he and they. And, um, you know, the the part that I really found to be sort of extra spectacular, I guess, was when he talked about um, feeling genuine joy in this moment. Um, he's happy to be trans. He's thrilled to be queer. And the joy is, I think he used the word fragile or tenuous. Yeah, um, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, God, what a brilliant way of describing your feelings, first of all, and just like what a gift to it it just it made me really grateful to be raising kids in this moment in time, which is kind of a crazy thing to say during a pandemic. But it really is. I I just felt like there's like I cannot imagine something like that happening when I was a kid, like a, an actor who people knew and had been nominated for Oscar and was, you know, sort of um, in people's collective conscience in a way that, you know, that they're enough of a household name. And then suddenly they come out as trans. I don't, I just wouldn't have been able to get my head around it as a kid. And to my kids, it's like, 
so. Like, it's just not even, I mean, it's fine, but it's not like any big deal. And right. it's just such a, it's so much better. Like, and, and for people who are LGBTQ and also just for people who want to like, live an authentic life where they get to be who they are and not have to conform to some standard that people want them to conform to. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I feel like he addressed this like really beautifully in there. First of all, I, I feel the same way you do about the, the, the letter itself. The, it starts with this celebratory announcement, which it, it took me back a little bit because it's like it, there was nothing like, you know, this has been a really difficult process. Uh, it was more like, you know, I'm so happy to to be trans. I'm saying, you know, at, at this time and, you know, and then um, and then his wife came out with this statement. I don't know if you saw this this morning that was really lovely and supportive in the world is a better place with him in it. And it just feels like this kind of like celebration and i remember reading something not that long ago about this idea of having like um like a, a, a party almost like um like a wedding where mm. it, it, somebody comes out or somebody announces that they're trans and you know um and that that is overtly celebrated but he did, managed to do that kind of like just in, in that note on his own and it was hard not to smile reading that part of it, right? Because yeah. it felt like, you know, wow, that's... And, and it wasn't just like, you know, ah, oh, sweet you, you get to be liberated here. It's more like, you know, um, I'm a huge fan of him. Um, you know, like like Juno was one of my favorite movies. So like good. A, a yeah. little bit of a masterpiece, right? And you know, totally. so I'm kind of like, wow, I'm so interested to see what he does now, you know, like, I yeah. think it's going to be really interesting to see what's next. But, um, you know, there's dimension to everybody. Right. So, you know, yeah. like this is a person who I know to be really talented and I'm hoping he continues acting because I want to see what that looks and feels like. You know, yeah. um, I, I'm I'm eager now for that for that future um, and kind of really like overjoyed for him being able to be authentic and working with, you know, kids who are, um, LGBTQ, uh, on mm, more than on occasion these days. Um, it is, it's a big deal that a celebrity comes out in this way. I think, you know, where it's like, um, not just matter of fact, but like, this is me, this is authentic. I celebrate this. Um, and, and, and maybe the, bulk of the note suggested like we're gonna have to stand up for each other in this community yes. because there's still this rage and violence and this massive yes. suicide uh, rate and you know like so it's like this is great and i'm really thrilled and yet we're we've come a long way but we're not even close to where we need to be so i, I my childhood was a lot like yours like i didn't i knew I, I mean, I was in the concert choir and the glee club and you know, I, I knew a lot of, I, I, I was honestly yeah. surrounded by awesome gay people when I was right. in high school and college and I didn't know it. I mean, I, right. I joke with this right. one friend of mine who was in the glee club in college and, and John is gay and we're in contact now all the time on Facebook and he thinks, he thinks it is so ridiculous that 
um, that first of all, they were all clandestine about it. And he also yeah. is thinks I'm ridiculous for not knowing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I want to, I want to stay on what you said about the portions of Elliot's note that talked about the, you know, rage and the violence and the backlash too. But, um, but to your point, I mean, a, a couple of years ago when George Michael died, I was trying to explain to my kids, you know, why he was such a big deal. And, and they kind of only knew him from the Wham! Christmas Carol. <laughs> the, the best version of that Christmas Carol. The Taylor Swift one is not as good. Anyway. Um, and I was trying to explain how, like, he was gay but couldn't come out and then was sort of publicly dragged out of the closet in this sort of seedy way in the late 90s. And it all just seemed so, like, I mean, they were looking at me like I was saying... If you have blue eyes, you have to lie about it. Like, it was just like, right. wait, I don't, I'm not following. Like, people couldn't know he was gay. Why? And it just was like, that was not that long ago. You know, I'm not in my 80s. Like, this is yep. it, <laughs> the speed at which we've evolved. And as you said, we have a long way to go. But the speed at which we've evolved is kind of head spinning. Um, and I'm not trying to pat us on the back. There's still way, 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 way too much homophobia and transphobia. And I get it in my inbox daily. Trust me. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm not I'm just saying I'm not uh, naive. I don't think we live in a, you know, inclusive utopia. Um, but but we're getting to a better place quickly. And that's all thanks to people like Elliot Page who do make the world a better place for everyone around them by taking these courageous steps and saying, here's who I am. And I'm not just going to sort of quietly live this authentic life with my wife and my, you know, agent or whatever. I'm going to go ahead right. and put it on Instagram and then I'm going to tweet it and then I'm going to deal with the crap that comes with it. And also, you know, read some of the, <clears throat> welcoming congratulations posts, which also improve the world. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, there's good with the bad, but I feel really lucky in this moment to be raising kids in this world and not the one I grew up in, I guess. I, I could not agree more. Um, I, I, I want to share an experience and it's, um, I'm going to try to uh, I'm walking a line of confidence about with with a client of mine uh, carefully here. So bear with me. But um, I work I, and I probably have shared this with you. Um, I've noticed a lot of the young of the boys I work with, teenage boys, young men um, have in the past several years, four years to be precise, slid to the right politically. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's been and, and I'm heading somewhere here, <laughs> but but uh, that that's been almost to a young man like that feels like not not, not every single one but the, the the trend is astonishing in how different it is than it was in 2015 where i feel like every young person was you know bernie-fied like yeah. <laughs> entirely yeah and um and so not recently um i've had now more than one young man come in here and we've been talking naturally like politics and, and things like that. And almost every single one will talk about certain issues 
And then they'll land on um, the uh, LGBTQ issue. And they're like, oh, I think absolutely everybody should be who they are as far as that goes. Like Mm -hmm. somehow that's the one issue where they're where it seems like all young people seem to agree, like, oh, any kind of like discrimination there. That's just stupid. That's not what I'm talking about. You know? Yeah. (laughs) It's not a right left thing. No, no, no. Which which I think is amazing. And I what is it? Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I think we're both asking the same question here. Go ahead. I mean, I, is it a, is it a move away? I'm going to come across as, um, okay. Is it a move away from religiosity? I mean, it just as, as a nation as a whole, because I will say that the, you know, I wrote about the Hallmark movie that has a gay couple in it, um, the Christmas house last week. And it was a cute, sweet Christmas movie and the, the, it was handled perfectly. It wasn't even a plot line. It was just that like one of the sons of the main couple was gay and had a husband that was like literally as dramatic as it got. It was perfect. Um, yeah. And all the mail I got, all the emails I got that were angry about it and that are boycotting Hallmark because of it, um, mentioned the Bible and a few people mentioned Romans. I don't know the Bible, so I don't know what that quote is. And I don't care because I'm not looking to find homophobic texts <laughs> to put into my life. Um, also, I think that's probably some homophobes interpretation of the Bible and maybe not what it actually says. But anyway, I'm getting off track. It, it, not it's not far, like... Though. It's not like Republicans hate Hallmark and Democrats like it or Republicans hate gay people and Democrats like that. Like, it's just not it's not that clean. It's more of a. I don't know, it it feels to me more like the divide is the church has taught me that that's a sin and therefore I may tolerate those people, but they're still wrong. Um, right. I still can't endorse their behavior because it's wrong. They're sinners. Um, and then there's people who are like, what? And I, that's where I feel like the divide is. It's between people who are like, what? And the people who want me to read Romans. Yeah. You know, I think you've got something there. Um, I was talking to a young woman um, and in her early 20s, and um, and she grew up very, very, very Christian. Um, and she was talking about her break with Christianity. And it was specifically around uh, homophobia or around the issue of rejecting the gay lifestyle. And she had friends when she was a teenager who came out and were gay. And she's like, I can't find the wrong in this. I can't find, Mm -hmm. you know, like even, even working within the constructs and the confines of Christianity, I can't, I can't justify the sin in the love involved here. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't match up. So I can't be, I can't be part of this. And, and, and it's painful, I think for her not to be a part of that, but it's unequivocal. It's kind of like, well, that's, a deal breaker. You know what I mean? If we're yeah. going to take this in, in big, this, this massive group of people who, you know, the one, the people I know are really, really good people. And I would consider, I, she actually said, I would consider to be good Christian people, you know, like right. doing the right thing, right. You know, like living by the golden rule. 
Right. And, you know, if we're going to just say like, no, no, this, this is a, a, a sinful lifestyle or, you know, Catholicism, the way I grew up, they're walking the line of almost like a don't ask, don't tell, like, yeah, you can come, but don't make a thing of it. You know, like you, yeah. can, you can come to church and go to communion, but, you know, you keep keep quiet about it. You know, yep. like that, that kind of thing is like, you know, I, th- I think young people just are kind of in that mindset of like, mm, no, we're not going to live with that kind of bullshit like we're not gonna yeah. pretend or anything like we're just going to accept people and if you don't well then at least be honest about it like you know right. then say so so we know who you are <laughs> you know? right and yeah. i think back to as i'm reading the emails especially about you know using christianity as sort of this cudgel i i, I think about the other you know eras i suppose where Christianity was used to demonize all sorts of things that were not were not wrong. They just right. were on the cusp of social progress, right? Like I, I try to imagine getting an email. It wouldn't be email because we didn't have email in the '60s. But you know, a note from a reader in the '60s saying that they're boycotting a channel for showing an interracial couple. Um, or something that at the time seemed really norm busting. Um, but when you look back on it now, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe people were upset about that. And um, I, I think that's what's happening here. And I, I mean, on, on the Hallmark thing, and I think that I think there's a generation um, pretty sh- quickly behind mine that's just not having it. I, I mean, I'm sure you're, you can find exceptions, and there are. Obviously, not everybody under, you know, 30 or 40 is wildly inclusive on LGBTQ rights. But but I think it's, you know, I, I think there's just a move away from, like, the, a willingness to use faith as a way to reject a whole group of people or try to erase a whole group of people's existence. And that's that's where it just gets, I mean... Uh, on the Hallmark thing, and I'm sorry, I know we're supposed to be talking about Elliot Page, but it, um, the Hallmark thing, like, uh, I used the word bigot in the column, and, and I kept hearing from readers saying, you know, well, you're the bigot because, you know, you're not accepting my viewpoint or the Christian yeah. viewpoint. Or, yeah, or it's I, not, what about that? <laughs> well, I, I have <laughs> thoughts, um, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, or it's not bigotry for me to not agree with the gay agenda or the gay lifestyle. That's not bigotry. That's, you know, my faith. And it's, it's, it's bigotry. It's if you, if you want the, if you want the existence of gay people erased from the public eye, if you don't want a gay person to appear on your TV channel and you will boycott that channel if they acknowledge that gay people exist. I'm sorry, but that's, that goes beyond what your faith teaches you. That's to me, that's no different than saying my faith is different than Judaism. So if you show a Jewish couple, I will boycott your channel. Right. I, I don't, my Bible is different than the current. And so if there's a Muslim person on my TV, I will boycott that channel. You can't go around erasing someone's existence because your faith teaches you something different 
than what they're living. That to me is when it crosses into bigotry and not just like a disagreement over faith. Although I think we could also argue that Christianity does not teach you <laughs> that gay people are sinners, <laughs> but, but there are people who believe that it does. And so, okay. Right. Like, acknowledging that they are allowed to have that interpretation. It still crosses the line to me into bigotry when you will f- will boycott a channel that acknowledges gay people exist. Yes. Uh, no, it feels, uh, I, I agree completely that it feels like the definition of bigotry to me, you know, it, it feels like, um, kind of that, uh, that, that Pence ish idea that, you know, like the, you, you don't have to bake the cake if you don't like that the couple is gay, you know, like that, right. that, that feels like like um, overt bigotry to me, and I think your comparison to Judaism is is um, is is accurate and astute, and, and it's kind of creates one one problem um, I have with religion. I used to um, follow. I don't know if you remember Wayne Dyer. He died a few years ago, but I used to follow oh, yeah. this guy around like Springsteen, and, uh, <laughs> and he, he. I wish I knew you back this, then. You seem very different. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've gone through a few iterations. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then my pre- Wait, he was a good guy, though, right? He wasn't like a. He wasn't creepy, no. like the Liberty he was not creepy guy. Okay. He was. He wasn't creepy. That I, I think he was creepy in some ways, but he was not. He was not. Um, he Jerry he Falwell. didn't espouse religion. He was a very very. He uh, he was a spirituality guy. And so his, okay. one of his biggest things was when people talk about religion, they want to argue. When they talk about spirituality, they want to share. And I think that's kind mm. of a cool concept. Um, I like that. But he, he, at one point, somebody asked him, you know, if he believed in hell. And he said, here's the problem with hell <laughs> is that when we decide there is one, it's always somebody else who's going. Right. You know, mm. <laughs> it's never mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a hell and I'm the guy who's probably going to go. It's, it's right. almost this construct we create for things we tend to disagree with or are uncomfortable with in some way, or maybe yep. tap some part of ourselves that we don't like particularly. It might be this projective piece. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that's that's a piece of this, too, that, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, young people tend to kind of like have this very matter of fact gut reaction to, you know? So I think part of it's religion, part of it's just this gut reaction, like, oh, why would this be a problem? No, like, like I'm not gonna, we're not spending time on this. It's all, uh, you know, we're not gonna yeah. talk about it. It's, this isn't even a debate, so move on. You know, we're, right. you know, these people are accepted. Uh, if they're if they're assholes, then, then that's a thing. <laughs> you know, just like yeah. if somebody else is. But other than that, you know, like, um, I don't know if you remember um, about mm, maybe six weeks or so ago, the Lady G, Lindsey Graham bit kind yeah, of came yeah, out. Yeah. Whether that's gossip, whether that's gossip or not, I don't know. But um, what, what my Twitter feed suggested was total support for like, hey man, you live your life, do what you want to do. You know, yep. I didn't see one troll of him in that way. It was like, but. Don't take away other people's right to do that. You know, like, you know, that's right. your problem. It's not, you know, care if that's true or false or whatever. But and and I thought like, oh, that's not what I expected. Like, I expected some like, you know, aha, we caught you. And I didn't. See yeah. Any of that, you know, right. 
which is what you and I grew up around. I mean, that was the thing that I was trying to help my kids understand just context wise about the George Michael thing. It's like, it used to be a, aha, got you. And now it's like, um, I'll tell you when I'm ready or you'll know from day one lived openly, but it's not, you know, it's less and less. And I'm sure there are pockets all over the country where it, it does still feel for people like a gotcha, but um, you know, it, that that's getting smaller, I think, and more, you know, isolated those cases. And, you know, the, the beauty and, and courage of, uh, of what Elliot did or any of these sort of high profile um, celebrity announcements, I suppose, or transitions um, is like, they're not, they're not coming out into a world of just young, open-minded people, right? Like they have to also know that that news is being received by people my age and your age and older than us and the sort of people who are boycotting Hallmark. And so like, it's, it just takes a ton of courage because, you know, here we are talking about how inclusive things have become and what a great time it is to raise kids. And I believe that, but it's also like, we're also sharing the world with people who feel very, very different and they've got to, you know, um, internalize and, and hear and feel the backlash at the same time. So it's really brave and it, and it, it chips away a little bit at that stuff. I mean, it's not like you have to be 32 to be open-minded. I mean, so you can change your mind at, 74 or 86 or you know you can you can watch what's happening in the world around you and change and open your heart a little bit and it happens all the time I mean people are evolving all the time and so it's really I think just generous and brave of people to help move the world forward a little bit and make it more welcoming um it's not easy but it's just like I love when I see it happen I do too. And it, and it does create this kind of like understanding and it makes it uh, n- not that it needs to be mainstream normalized, right? You know, it doesn't need to fall right underneath the middle of the normal curve. Um, it's okay if it's on, if it's on the wings, it's still acceptable. And when I think about like the way I grew up and, and some of the biases I grew up with and the, and the kids around me grew up with, it's, it's kind of appalling. Like it's way easier for me to wrap my brain around the way kids think today than it is for me to think about how I thought and how mm-hmm. other kids thought when I was a teenager. Like I can hardly get myself back there. And um, I had this moment I watched recently. It's interesting. There are now these movies, right, that are kind of like these uh, family-based movies. I watched Happiest Season, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. It's a Christmas mm-hmm. movie about a gay couple. Um, and uh, and the, the best friend in this movie happened to be Dan Levy, the guy from, from Schitt's Creek. And, um, and I'm crazy about this guy. I think he's I so fun him. and funny. Right. Isn't he just He's like phenomenal? You know, um, yeah. Yeah. My whole family wants to have him over and hug him as soon as this thing is over. Like, and, you know, yeah. just like hang out <laughs> with him and listen to everything he has to say. Um, but totally. he has this moment where um, it, it, so this, this lesbian couple is together and this one woman effectively hasn't told her family. Right. So um, 
So the typical hijinks, actually, that you would expect out of a kind of cheesy Christmas movie ensue where, you know, there's physical comedy that's not very good and there's some comedy comedy that's just all right. It kind of feels familiar. Um, mm-hmm. And then at one point, the, the girl leaves. I, mean, I won't give the whole thing away, but he and he says uh, to her, you know, he's kind of saying, you know, hey, she might not be ready yet. That doesn't mean she's not in love with you um, when but it, it's hard to tell your parents that you're out. You know, my dad didn't talk to me for 13 years, his character's dad. And, you know, like, and he tells a couple other stories about how hard this is. So, you know, um, your girlfriend might not be ready for this, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, that's a concept that, you know, I had to pause the TV and kind of stop in my tracks for. Because I've worked with so many young people through that process. Mm. And... For those of us who are straight and cisgender and like never, ever have to have that moment with our families of all, you know, of all mm-hmm. people to like make sure, like, are we still accepted by the people in the house? You know, mm. <laughs> you know, that yeah. is that is a particular horror to have to kind of yeah. work your way through and cross your fingers through like, um, you know, this is going to go maybe one of two ways. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to be OK with this, accept me, kick me out of the house. Yeah. And he said, like, there's a before and there's an after the moment when you tell your parents, your family. Mm. Um, And here, you know, Elliot Page is telling all of us at once, you know, and that is, you know, I think there might be people listening to us thinking, like, is that really brave? It's just like, you know, you're either gay or you're straight and you're you're out or or you're not or you're transgender. But it's not that simple. And I think, you know, it does take enormous courage to do what Elliot Page did yesterday. You know, like it, when I saw it, I it kind of, I think literally was kind of jaw dropping for me, literally, you yeah. know, like, wow, like that is gutsy to put yourself that far out there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just, I felt the same way. And then immediate gratitude, um, just to be, you know, living in this time versus another one and to be living with the sort of example that, he said um, yeah. yesterday. I think that's that's powerful. I, I totally agree. I, I feel compelled to bring up one other thing because it's come up in the therapy room when somebody's come out um, in, in a family. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that, and this usually comes from men. Mm, I think this always comes from men. Okay. <laughs> in, my, <laughs> in my limited experience, what I'm about to say always comes from men. It's this idea of like, well, where does it end? You know, like mm, you know, almost the slippery idea, slope like, argument. That, right, right, right. Yeah. Do, uh, do we marry our schnauzers now? You know, right. like that kind of thing. You know, like, yes, that's actually exactly where it naturally goes next. <laughs> I didn't mean yes. to give the punchline of our whole podcast away. <laughs> we marry our schnauzers. That's the new name of the podcast. Marrying your schnauzer. <laughs> Dr. John Duffy and Heidi Stevens. <laughs> Let's see what it does for our reputations. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're, you're about to make I think a that's very such a, poignant point. I, I don't know if I am or not. I, I think it's, I don't know how poignant it is because it feels kind of laughable. In a, in a way, uh, you well, know, is, yeah. um, right, you know, the, <laughs> I, I, I think we know where it ends. It, it, this, uh, you know, there is some um, fluidity, like, you know, um, one dad in particular was really upset that Harry Styles was wearing a dress on the cover of a magazine. Right. Mm. And, and the, 
Um, the punchline was that the child of this man said, what could you possibly care? You know, like, what, why, why, why does it matter to you at all that Harry Styles is wearing a dress? And this is right. a boy. And, and he said, well, would you wear a dress? And, and the kid said, looks pretty freeing to me. I'll be honest. Like, I, you know, I meant it. Like, you know, actually looks kind of flowy and freeing and it doesn't look bad. I'll be honest. You know, like, yeah. And, you know, so the answer wasn't no. And this was a little distressing, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and there's so there's something kind of nutty about that. Like, I think there's something really great about like, I, I know he got a, a hard time because he shouldn't be, be being a straight white male. Maybe he doesn't deserve to be the poster child for, um, you know, cross dressing or whatever. But uh, but still, there's something to that fluidity that, you know, I think my generation still wants to say, like, you know, Oh wait a minute! You know, God created man and woman. You know, like, you know holding God, on to something. God created dresses like, for women. <laughs> it's in <laughs> Romans. It's why it's a, it's in a different part of Nordstrom altogether. That's it's right. in Romans. God, read your Bible. <laughs> All in there. Yeah, seriously, we really have to revisit Romans. I think because. <laughs> Yeah, Ecclesiastes yeah. is kind of a free for all. <laughs> yeah, that Nor Nordstrom is actually in Ecclesiastes. That's where Nordstrom comes up. Yeah, right. most of North Michigan <laughs> Avenue is in Ecclesiastes. It totally is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so, yes. it's not so different from. I mean, I just there's a I, I don't know there's a safety I guess in the status quo that people cling to and you know men wear pants and women wear dresses and, and <laughs> like you saw it a little bit with the female kicker you know from Vanderbilt this week like the social right. media backlash against a woman being allowed to be a kicker on a football team was just insane and it's like I mean people wishing like violence and rape upon her and like I hope she falls flat on her face like like wanting her to do poorly and then also wanting like great harm and violence to land in her life. And, and that's because why, like, did you try out right. for that spot and not get it? Like, could you kick a football across your front sidewalk if you had to, like, it's, it's insane. It's like the son saying like, and why would you care if he's wearing a dress? Like, why would you care right. if a woman gets to kick a ball? Like, it's just like, because that's not how things are done. Like, what's next? You know, the what's next thing. Like, yes, you know, pretty, pretty soon We're marrying schnauzers a get to kick the football. Like, <laughs> just stop yourself and, like, think about the thing that's in front of you. And if anything's actually wrong with the thing in front of you, instead of, like, imagining crazy, wild scenarios that aren't going to happen. And if they did, would it be that bad? Anyway, I just think it's, like, there's a reflexive sort of, like, fear um about things changing in a way that you don't recognize like things have worked the way they are pretty well for you and you know yeah. all of a sudden they're going to be different and then maybe not work so well for you it's like well maybe they're going to work well for others who have not had things work so well for them in the past and and does that actually make things work any less well for you usually not no usually not and i always wonder you know like if you take the fear a step beyond, you know, that, that the gut feeling, where, where does that really lead? Like, you know, what, what do you, what is anybody really afraid of in this realm, you know, of any, anybody kind of like finding and living 
their authentic selves and being happy and joyful instead of being anxious, fearful, depressed, suicidal, Mm -hmm. having to live something inauthentic in order to fit your fear. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's, that's the trade-off, right? You know, and it's like, you know, the beauty is, and I I share it with you, like it's, it's great to be raising kids now where they're, they don't even feel the initial fear, right? Whatever that is that, you know, things are supposed to be this way and men kick balls and (laughs) women wear dresses, you know what I mean? Like uh, that they're willing to be like, you know, well, no, let's, you know, whatever, you know, do what you want to be. You do you, you know, right. like that, that, I, I, that, that kind of is a little bit of an eye rolling thing, but I think they mean that, you know, like, yep. um, you know, yeah, do you, and whatever that is, you know, I'm, I'm good with it. As long as you're kind, I think is kind of the bottom line. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it almost feels kind of simple, right? I think we solved this. I did. I, I mean, we did. <laughs> sorry. Right. I, <laughs> together. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so I guess, you know, as soon, we'll be at the Schnauzer wedding, I assume. Well, right. Sure totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking up the registry right now. So you can you can now register at Target and Bed Bath and & Beyond. And Nordstrom, of course. Nordstrom, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, okay. So, um, do, do we have a, do we have a, a final thought here or do you feel like we pretty much solved it? I it's solved for sure. Um, mm-hmm. my final thought is just, again, um, it, it, it's like a head spinning thought, but I feel grateful right now in December, 2020 mid pandemic, <laughs> Um, kids e-learning at home um, to be raising them now and not 20 years ago yep. uh, or 40 years ago or 10 years ago, frankly. And, um, and I'll just say like, uh, I'll, I'll just add to that because I agree wholly um, that just from a, in, an emotional well-being and health point of view, this is better. You know, th- th- this is way better for anybody that, that, that open-mindedness enough that people can be who they are and, and forcing people to be anything different than that doesn't, doesn't work. It, it'll estrange you from them and you'll miss, especially I'm, I guess I'm speaking to parents of, of kids who are, are different in this way. Um, you'll miss something amazing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and you, you don't want to, you don't want to be in that category that misses that, you know, yeah. um, because there's, there's amazing, your, your kids are going to lead amazing lives. You're just, you know, you're either going to be along for that ride or you're not. And, um, being the parent of a 25 year old, I'll say like, yeah, I wouldn't, you don't want to miss it. Like that, yeah. that I can tell every parent of anybody straight, gay, uh, transgender, uh, or otherwise, you know, like no matter what, don't miss the ride because this is what life's about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great yeah. place to end. Okay. Um, we will talk to you either next week or six months from now. <laughs> <laughs> this depends on what happens news-wise. Right. <laughs> okay, Heidi. Good to talk to you. You too. Take care, guys.